Welcome to Podcast Therapist, presented by Virginia Family Therapy. I'm Sarah. I'm Caroline. And I'm Amanda. As three family therapists, we know how hard it is to feel like you're being the parent you want to be while juggling everyone's needs. We specialize in helping families just like you during the long days of multitasking and constant searching for the bar of success. Our podcast mixes expertise, real life advice, and embarrassing stories. Whose embarrassing story? Let's walk through this together. Welcome to Podcast Therapists. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How are you all? Good. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. I know. I'm happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you you guys guys. too. Guys, Amanda has had her screen that keeps freezing, and it's been the most entertaining morning. Well, we'll hope I stick it through the podcast because literally I left the kitchen for one second and it froze when I was out of the kitchen, (laughs) but I can hear everything that Caroline and Sarah are saying. So they literally were having a conversation and I was trying to join in like, well, what about this? And then they would talk over me seven times. And I just was like, well, I guess they don't want to hear what I have to say, but literally the screen had just been frozen and they thought I wasn't there yet. So luckily we weren't talking about you. Luckily, I had already sent a text saying, don't talk about me when it happened five minutes ago. (laughs) We would never. No, we wouldn't. I appreciate that, y'all. I appreciate that. But if you did, you know what you would probably have to do afterwards? Yes. Apologize. Get defensive. (laughs) (laughs) You would probably have to apologize. And thank goodness. She froze. (laughs) (laughs) saying apologize. I kind of love it. So what we were saying is she would have to apologize. So I can't wait for her to come back on and apologize. Or we would have to apologize to her, but now I think she should apologize to us for leaving. So today we are going to talk about how to apologize as young adults, teens, and adults, right? Yeah, I think it's like how to be a human being and apologize in a way that's going to feel good to you, feel good to the other person, and actually create some growth, repair, and learning from the whole situation. So one of the reasons I want to say right away that this is so hard is that we are actually wired to be defensive. Is that true? Yes, we are wired for survival. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm really good at it, actually, I want to say. I think my wiring is incredibly sharp in this area. And everybody who lives with me would probably agree. But it, we're wired that way, I think, for survival, right? Like we're, we are constantly in hard situations. We're wired to make it through hard situations. So to defend is exact, that would make total sense, right? And I feel like that's where a lot of apologies go wrong, Absolutely. right? Is like you're apologizing and you're trying to be like, but I had this really good reason for why I did it. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as you do that, you're apologizing and you're being defensive. Absolutely. And you rob yourself, but you rob the other person from feeling better in that moment. I mean, I think the number one mistake in an apology, and I'll say this very clearly from the beginning, because we are going to give you some tips, but to me, the, the biggest mistake that folks make when they apologize is they put the word but in there. And it's so natural because, we, again, you're right, Sarah, we're ri- wired to be defensive and we're wired to explain ourselves. And we think it's important to talk about our feelings, right? So you could say, like, I'm so sorry I said that, like, 
kind of snippy thing to you, but I was really overwhelmed because the kids were doing X, Y, Z. The issue is that when we give the but, it takes away the apology, right? It takes away the fact that we made a mistake. Now, it may be that you were feeling that way. Both can be true, but don't, the but takes away from the apology. Yeah, anything before the but is, has disappeared. Absolutely. Point. So I think what's hard though, is you can say, I'm sorry I was late for dinner, period. I've been really stressed out with work. You can't say, I'm sorry I was late for dinner, but I've been really stressed out with work. Right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think it just, it totally switches from being focused on the person that you're meant to give this gift to and you're back focused on yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and it's funny, Robert and I always talk about this. I always say both and, right? It's, it drives him crazy because I am always living in the both and world, but it really, oh, is- my teenage clients roll their eyes at me over it <laughs> all the time. I'm like, it's and, <laughs> but it's because both are true, right? Like, I'm sorry I was late and I'm overwhelmed at work, right? It's not the, but because that takes away from the first one. And I think that for you all listening, helping yourselves to put and in a lot of places where you want to say, but is probably going to help you overall in life, especially with your partners. Here's the yeah. And others. I think this is a really good opportunity to practice editing what you say, right? So if you like just put a butt in there by accident automatically, then you can just edit your sentence and change it to and, right? I'm really sorry, but oops, like, hold on, let me backtrack. I'm really sorry. I've been stressed out. I think um, that definitely the but is one of the mistakes. I think let's go over a couple mistakes just to get them out there. I think one of the other big mistakes is, and an apology I hear a lot, is I'm really sorry you feel that way. Right. I believe that Amanda has frozen. I believe she has, but we're just going to continue. Right. So part of the problem with that is that we're not taking responsibility for our own behavior. That's right. Right. And we're not owning the fact that, hey, what I did or what I said may have hurt your feelings. Yes. And I think one of the other things after that is overdoing an apology. Mm -hmm. I'm so, 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 so sorry. Like, really? Like, then the person's like, whoa. Because really, apologizing is about connection and healing connection. So to come in too strong can also impair connection. Well, right. I mean, I think a lot of times what can make apologizing so hard is that we, we feel bad. We feel guilty, right? And if I've really hurt someone, my desire might be to be like, I'm so, so, so sorry. Just tell me that everything's okay, right? But the apology isn't necessarily the solution. It's like part of the healing process. So I might say, I'm so sorry that I was late to dinner. I know this was really important to you. And like my partner, my friend might still be really disappointed and upset, right? Like it's not, if we come in too strong, I think we're just, we want the other person to say like, oh, no worries. Don't worry. It's fine. Again, we're making it about us just like we do with the butt. Yes. And then I think also under apologizing is similar also where you're just like, hey, sorry, 
and done with it. And a lot of it is, again, like exactly what you said, it's being able to sit in your own discomfort and not getting on the shame train because you don't need to feel shame necessarily. But you obviously, person who struggles with apologizing oftentimes is just full of feelings that they are not identifying and, and not clear on themselves. You know what I have to say about that, though, is that a good apology actually releases you from the shame. Mm-hmm. Right? Is because we it's when you under apologizing, it really is because you feel it can be because you feel so badly about what you did. A good apology is a way to let some of that shame go. And so to almost you have to fight through the shame to get to a good apology to let go of the shame. And that's hard. Okay, I'm gonna own one that I do or used to do. I don't do it anymore, actually. Although don't ask anybody in my house. So one of the things that I was a little bit famous for was, oh, um, I'm really sorry. It wasn't my intention. Mm, mm-hmm. Very defensive. Again, one of my really strong skills. But I think oftentimes, like, if I felt that there was some accusation or something that put me on a spot, I would be like, oh, not my intention. And I really felt like I was giving an apology. And I didn't always understand why that apology wasn't good. But it's, I'm not apologizing. I'm kind of excusing right? I'm just kind of saying, oh, that wasn't what I meant. And it's really hard because ultimately what we keep on saying is just say, I'm sorry, own it, right? Just take responsibility and say, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I, I hear a lot of myself in that, Sarah, it wasn't my intention. And that's, that is me escaping the shame I have about making a mistake. But of course I'm making, I make mistakes. I'm a human mm-hmm. being. I have close relationships and, and people care about me. And so I can hurt people's feelings. So it's, a, of course I'm making mistakes. When you say it wasn't my intention, it's kind of saying, I didn't make a mistake. Right. When I think most of the time, it's not our intention, right? Like most of the times when we're apologizing, like we have not intentionally been cruel to another person. It's like, of course, it wasn't your intention. And that person is still hurt. Right. Nice use of the word and. I like that. <laughs> so, what, so let's talk about how to apologize. Because one of the things, well, and here's, here, okay, so one more I have to add, because this I have to say I see in family therapy often, which is when, um, and particularly when a parent apologizes to a kid or a teen, whatever, is you have to not bring up their crime sheet. And they apologize. Yes. Yes. It's something that I think it's more authoritative figures that do it clearly, but often, you know, as a parent, of course, right. You you might be apologizing, but then listing out all the thing that things that the person has done or not done, maybe if it's about chores, um, that is not at all helpful. Well, and that's like a big, <laughs> that's a big, but right. If you're just like listing all of the things that they did wrong, right. I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but you didn't clean your room and you didn't do this, right? It's just, it's the same thing. I did this with my five-year-old last night. <laughs> oh. said, he, he said, you're always mad at me. And which I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't believe his experience, but he is right. I'm always mad at him at bedtime because he doesn't brush his teeth when I tell him to. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. I just did it. I'm sorry for yelling at you, but you didn't brush your teeth when I told you to. (laughs) But here's what, 
I want to add something to what you just said, Sarah, which is I find myself sometimes apologizing to get to the crime sheet, right? So it's almost like you can apologize to start the conversation to get to, I was feeling this way because you did that, right? Yes, so and I, that is, yeah. that's a highly skilled level of manipulation. I, I think a therapist. <laughs> I know, right? So I think that's also um, describes someone in a relationship. <laughs> Like a a part, yes. So I think that's something to be you to to be thought about. So you could say, I want to talk about what happened. I know I made mistakes. I also have some feelings that I want to talk about and work probably work to the apology and talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think that goes with saying you're sorry when you're not right. Like it's it's a little bit like just trying to decrease the fire in the room trying to get where you want to get to. And so I think apologies are way more complex than people think because everybody does it. Everybody says, I'm sorry. You know, we talked about this last time. Caroline bumps into most of the people in New Orleans and is apologizing (laughs) whether they hit her first or not. Um, Right. So I think, yeah, like we know that apologizing is, it's actually something that takes a lot of courage. And, and it, and I think why it's hard is it creates such vulnerability in a moment and intensifies a connection. And I think what, you know, you both have kind of said a little earlier in this too, is like, it doesn't always make everybody feel good in the moment. And I think that a lot of times that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a relief of that bad feeling. So we have to still sit in our discomfort with it. Well, right. And we're in a world of wanting immediate gratification, right? So like, I want to do this and then have my feelings change and have your feelings change. And that may not be the case. Right. But it doesn't mean we don't do it. No, exactly. First, I would say anybody who's going to go into an apology probably needs to take a deep breath and just kind of center a little and really think about what it is and how they want to do it um, and make it a real purposeful intention. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's not always easy in itself. Um, And then I think the first step always is just to take responsibility. Like you said, Amanda, that without any sort of avoidance, without minimizing anything, just, I am sorry. Then we know you, you know, to take out the blame and take out the butt and add an and, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then be very clear. I think that's the other piece. I, I think sometimes not only can we do the listing of the crime sheet, but we can also in our, like, we can start an apology and then get lost in the apology. I don't know if that's ever happened to you two. Um, Yeah. But, and so I think sometimes like we can tell something is off, right? Like sometimes we're not a hundred percent sure what happened, but we're curious. Right. And so we just start saying like, I'm sorry, but we don't say what for, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes if you can tell like, Oh, suddenly my friend or my partner or my kid is like cold shouldering me. I think it's an opportunity to ask, right? Hey, I noticed, you know, you've been, you haven't talked to me all day. (laughs) Um, Did I do something to hurt your feelings? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Right. And then if they say like, well, yeah, you know, this is what happened. This is what you did. Right. Then you can be really clear in your apology. Right. Because you're like, oh, now I actually know what is creating the tension. If I'm just apologizing because something feels bad and I don't actually know what's going on then I'm kind of missing the point. That's exactly right. And I think that also 
gives you something to focus on, right? Because I think you have to have a focus point in an apology. And I think it, it also makes you sound way more genuine. If you, because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, sorry. Like this is something feels uncomfortable. Like that doesn't feel very genuine to me. I also think that if you're apologizing when you don't know what's wrong, it's you taking ownership. You're automatically putting it on yourself, right? It's the same thing as running into someone and saying, I'm sorry. If you're just coming mm-hmm. in blindly because there's tension, it's saying, I'm sorry. It's like, we're going through the world assuming everything is our fault. And we don't want to do that. And we're socialized to do that. And so I think I really like this idea of I've noticed that you're that this is happening. Are you upset with me? What's going on? And I think that's way more useful to start that conversation than I'm sorry. And I think you could even say like, I feel like something's a little weird. Can you help me with that? And because you don't want to put somebody on the spot necessarily. But you could just say, like, I'm feeling something. Maybe it is just me, but could we talk a little bit more about that? And I feel like it's still an opportunity for connection, right? So if the reason your friend or your kid or your partner is upset and feel like things feel off between the two of you emotionally, even if it's like, oh, I had this terrible day at work and there was this conflict at work, right? Like the whole goal is still connection. And so you're still getting that, right? Yes. That's a really good point. Connection is the end goal. And I think, because you may, like, you, you're right, you may find that someone's just has something else going on and it has nothing to do with you. Um, but I also think, you know, when we, one of the things I want to speak to too is, um, is modeling the right kind of apology to our children. Because I think also if we're somebody who things are stressful in the home and we start apologizing all over the place just to, to bring down the tension or to ease the situation or whatever, that is not good modeling. It may seem like it in the moment because it seems like you're calming everything down. But truthfully, if you're just throwing out apologies, you're modeling kind of just an, an anxious apology to, to uh, that isn't real and, and isn't really solving anything. And isn't, it's, it's not, you're not taking accountability for anything necessarily. So it's, con- it's going to be very confusing if that's modeled. I think you're right because I did apologize to Robbie, my five and a half year old yesterday for yelling at him about brushing his teeth. But ultimately I think it's kind of his fault, you know? So I can say, yeah, I was yelling at you and because you weren't following directions, let's talk about that instead of, I'm sorry I yelled at you. You weren't following directions because ultimately, I don't know if I am sorry that I yelled at him. Well, I want to give Robbie a high five because at five years old, he has figured out how to divert the the. <laughs> and he, I mean, he obviously has two older brothers, so he's done. I was going to say he's the youngest child, of yeah, course. He, he played it so well because what he did was, mom was upset with him, and he was like, "Why are you mad at me?" Right, which is a kid way of totally diverting your attention and focus on what they're not doing. So well done to Robbie. Robbie, you got that win, I think. What do you think, Caroline? Should we give that win to Robbie or to, to Amanda? I think so. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like what some people would say, right, is that what you would apologize for would be not that you got mad, right, but that maybe I yelled at you. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, hey, I was really feeling angry and frustrated that you didn't brush your teeth. Like next time, you know, I'm sorry for yelling at you next time. I'll try not to yell at you, but like, you can still own that you were angry and frustrated that he wasn't brushing his teeth. A hundred percent. Cause it is frustrating when kids won't brush their teeth and when they're past the age where you can actually hold them and brush their teeth with them or for them. And they think that they have it. But I'm not sorry I yelled at him. 
No, you, and I agree. Like Amanda, I don't, I, I think it's okay to say to him, you know, Robbie, I'm, it's okay for me to be frustrated and angry. That would be a great line. And it's okay for me to raise my voice a little bit. Absolutely. When, cause you can imagine me yelling is like, Robbie, brush your teeth. (laughs) I can't imagine you actually yelling like in a scary way. I know. Sorry, Amanda. You don't seem terribly scary. One time I stomped wearing like a pair of fry boots and that was scary. (laughs) But that was a long time ago. It was more about the boots than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So all parents should go out and get some fry boots to stomp. (laughs) Clearly our hint of the day. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, you know, our kids will learn to, to, um, I mean, they defend, I mean, like I said, everybody's wired for defending, right? So little kids defend and it's about, again, it's about taking a minute to figure out kind of what is happening in the room and not apologizing right away. Um, because you might apologize for the wrong thing. So mm-hmm. kind of going, like you said, Amanda going, yeah, like I have every right to ask my five-year-old to brush his teeth. Like that's a normal ask in the evening. And, um, but he did a good job of diverting. Well, yeah, I guess he should listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that should be his punishment. That might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have to start listening to our podcast. <laughs> so you guys, I think if we summarize like just a couple points, like it would be what? No, like take a deep breath. Know why you're apologizing, right? Yeah, and be specific. Be specific. Don't use if or but or any of those things that will discredit anything you start the sentence with. Um, it's great if you just say, I am really sorry. You can just sit with that. Like, that's a good apology if you mean it, if it's genuine. Take responsibility for what you did or what happened, right? Accountability. Don't list the crime sheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus on the issue. Like, break it down to one or two things if you can. If you apologize for 4,000 things at once, it's going to get lost. Don't use it as a way to bring up your feelings about your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a door opener to a bigger (laughs) conversation. And don't over underdo. Mm -hmm. And I think just remember that it's hard. Like it's hard to do this in a thoughtful, sincere way. And it takes a lot of courage to apologize the way that we're talking about. And I think too, it's not about getting like, try not to have a response in your head for the other person. Just stay in your lane and do the right thing, which is to own your stuff and apologize for what you are doing. But don't try to manipulate or anticipate the other person's response. That isn't going to work. Oh, that's emotional forecasting. I get to bring it up again. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't necessarily about their response. Don't worry about their response. It's about you owning yourself. And so, yes, you hopefully will get a repair, but ultimately you're being the kind of person you want to be when you take responsibility for a mistake that you make. Yes. Well, I also, I always say to everybody, mistakes are for learning, right? We don't have to feel so ashamed when we make a mistake, mistakes are for learning. And if we keep that in mind, it really makes making mistakes and apologizing less shameful and easier, as long as we're learning from them. And that is an important piece. In my house, when I see a good apology, we call it out. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's so great. 
I'll be like, I mean, not right in that moment, by the way, because that would be awkward. But later, I always make sure I come back and go, you know what? That apology was really awesome. Whether I saw it or whether I was part of it, not when I give it, by the way, I don't like acknowledge to my whole family that I've done a really good job. But I mean, if I see my daughter make an apology or, you know, my wife make an apology, like, I'm like, you know what? That was awesome. That was a great apology. Thank you for doing that. That was awesome. That's great. Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know what Sarah just did. She made an exciting thing. Yeah, Sarah's thrilled. Because Amanda got on and off this podcast nine times, I think. (laughs) She kept getting knocked off. So thank you for rejoining every time. And she's frozen again. So it really is time for us to log off. Yes. But thank you very much for listening. And obviously, you can follow us on all sorts of podcasts. Oh, wait, this is Amanda's line. And I don't even know how to really say it. But you can find us on Spotify and Apple and... Yeah, wherever you find your podcast, we are... So much better. Podcast therapist. And if you need any help, you can find us at Virginia Family Therapy or The Lewis Practice. Bye, guys. Thank you.